Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Huda, and welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. I'm alongside my co-host today, Nate Williamson. Nate, how are you doing on this Victory Tuesday? I feel good. That win felt good last night. I had absolutely no beef with Jacksonville until about 24 hours before that game. Uh, and, you know, it's ironic for me, too, because I, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Shad Khan, uh, went to Illinois, where I graduated from, and was good friends with uh, one of my best friends and his family. So I've always kind of like, yeah, the Jags got Urban Meyer, they got Trevor Lawrence, like they've got some weapons, like, yeah, that's good, I'm happy for them. But now I'm kind of like, all my homies hate Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, it's just a complete 180. Yeah, if, if you didn't know, I mean, it kind of went down on Twitter before we get into the, the whole game. The Jacksonville Twitter posted a picture of Josh Allen, their defensive end, kind of like taking like a knee and like celebrating on top of the Superdome, which was fine. It's all for fun and games. But the fan base just <laughs> went completely off and just for no reason just started, you know, with the Katrina jokes, with all the horrible stuff like that. And it got personal really fast. And it was just kind of ironic because they had that picture of Josh Allen on the Superdome with his knee. And then 24 hours later, he's got COVID and he can't play. So it's like, don't mess with voodoo. I mean, that city will, will, the city will get you if you, if you go for it. So, I mean, it felt really good. That game got personal really fast, probably not for the players, but uh, yeah, I was just happy to see a victory and a, a good one at that. I mean, we'll be talking about just here in a second, but let's jump into it. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even go to sleep last night. I was just jittery. I was happy. I was smiling. Jameis Winston. Give me your thoughts before I go into mine. Uh, Jameis Winston should start. I, I think that is my biggest, my predominant thought. I, I'm ready to never see Taysom Hill play quarterback for the New Orleans Saints again, except on, you know, those special Sean Payton plays. I think that's really where we're at now. I know he's not going to name a starter. The plan was never, ever to name a starter during the preseason. And I, I, I truthfully don't know if he has really named a starter in his head 
but I think it's safe to assume at this point from what we've heard and what, you know, we have seen the contrary of from very few, very unauthorized that would not know people um, that it, it looks like it's going to be James Winston, you know, and as far as it goes, Ian Book may have caught more eyes than Taysom Hill has at the quarterback mm-hmm. position this preseason. I think that's fair. Um, but I, I really don't know if the quarterback controversy is even going to be a main conversation anymore after that mm-hmm. week and after development to other positions, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, it, the, the Saints have a lot more issues than who's going to be taking the snaps. Um, but I, I think at this point, after what we saw from the way the game changed when James Winston left it, mm-hmm. we know who's going to be under center when we start. Yeah, he went uh, nine for 10, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, we saw all those touchdowns all over Sports Center. Uh, they're both in the top 10 plays of the uh, of the week and top three at that. So, I mean, Jameis's one misfire was to Tony Jones Jr., which I honestly was fine with. It wasn't a terrible throw, but it wasn't a good throw. But I loved just the the movement and the progression he went through, the one, two, three, and he, he found the running back uh, – just a little too strong, a little too high. That's okay. He'll fix that. And he talked about that a lot. But like you said, that just reassured tons of Saints fans. I mean, we all, we've all kind of been uneasy. And last week, Jameis was with the twos. So we didn't really get to see a ton. And I understood Taysom was, was with the twos this time, but it just flat out just looked bad. And mm-hmm. Bill Parcells had an a article come out today about him. And he mentioned Sean Payton. I mean, no one knows Sean Payton better than Bill Parcells. And he says, uh, if Sean Payton doesn't know the starting quarterback now, he never will. So he thinks that he's had a guy in the back of his mind. And honestly, we all have. Uh, Sean Payton's not going to bed thinking, I have no idea who I'm going to take this week. I mean, I, I think he's known. I think he's had a really good idea. Taysom Hill was a really good project. I think it had tons of potential. I mean, he's still a freak athlete. Yeah. Uh, he, he lost some weight to play this position, but it just doesn't look the same. And it's tough because he looks worse than he did last year, honestly. So I know he took steps to um, become a better quarterback with his progressions and his throws, but I feel like he took a step back and I've heard people say, maybe he, the coaching staff said, don't run. We want to see your passing ability. But if that was even the case, that's not his game. And I was really just not impressed with Taysom. But on a more positive note, Jameis Winston was just absolutely incredible. And you go back and watch his first touchdown to Callaway. And that pocket, I'll say the offensive line, they did have their two false start penalties, which were ugly. And that was the one uh, drive where he didn't score. The pocket was great. Jameis Winston, it was the most perfect ball I've seen from a Saints quarterback in a long time, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that throw where he threw it from the logo was about, I think it was 53 yards, and that was the longest throw since 2016. So, I mean, tons of Saints fans uh, got excited for this. And it, it, for me personally, it didn't feel like a preseason game. It felt like like hope. We, we have hope. M- maybe Jameis did figure this thing out, and he, he is going to be that bright quarterback they all thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, I was on the phone the first time the deep pass happened. I was talking to a friend of mine and I'm watching the screen and, you know, I'm, I'm FaceTiming and I just see Jameis Winston load up and I'm like, oh, it's coming. John's going to try and punch <laughs> Urban Meyer in the mouth, like right off the bat, like welcome to the NFL, dude. And he did. And like, it could not, neither of those balls I think could have been placed 
anywhere else other than where they were, they would have been picked. I truthfully thought mm-hmm. the first one was going to be picked just from prior experience and the negative <laughs> negativity of being a Saints fan my entire life um, mm-hmm. and knowing how that usually tends to go. But man, he loaded up and that, they were picture perfect, you know. Um, you know, credit to Taysom. He didn't have the worst game. I, I should at least say it wasn't that bad. Uh, statistically, you know, he came in and he was like 11 of 20, which is not great. The placement wasn't great. Did get a touchdown, 138 yards. Woohoo. But it, it it's over. But, uh, you know, got to give him fair dinkum. I don't want to completely down him being that he might be our number one tight end in the next. Yeah, come on. It was his birthday. I know, I know. I'm just kick a man while he's down <laughs> and on his 45th birthday in his second season in the NFL. <laughs> but um, speaking of second season in the NFL, Marquez Callaway mm-hmm. just went absolutely ham last night. Um, speaking of somebody stepping up, like we were talking about the other day when we had all three of us uh, on the pod, somebody's got to do it. Um, and right now, you know, that trio of Callaway, Ty Montgomery, even Lil Jordan Humphrey, they both, they all three had a pretty good night. Oh, absolutely. And I, I it's something that Sean Payton has said throughout this whole offseason is the, the media thinks they might have any wide receiver, but we don't. I mean, we really like our core. And it, it feels weird because it feels like they could add another guy there. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a whole, they're getting the job done. Ty Montgomery, uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Deontay Harris didn't um, get any uh, – passes thrown his way but he he'll be there as well but Marquez Callaway was absolutely fantastic and I think we'd all be lying if we thought he would turn into this I thought he had potential to be a, a pretty good number two number three receiver and we're not even talking about Traquan Smith yet I I mean Marquez totally took this job I had multiple kids in my DM saying he looks like Marcus Coulson and I mean yes with yes and no but I mean I think Marquez would destroy him in a race, but I, he's, he's just been absolutely fantastic. He's been great with the media. Um, he, he'll take on this wide receiver one role with Michael Thomas out. And I'm even more excited to see uh, Marquez when Michael Thomas is back, because that duo will just be absolutely nasty. And it, the, the, the thing I loved was that throughout that first touchdown to uh, Callaway is something that we saw all off season long with Jameson, his, his throwing videos. I mean, it was just really, really good to see. And another point I thought about was that first play action throw with the touchdown to Callaway. It's like, wow, the Saints fans, we haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, no dink on Drew, just old age with his arm, whatever. We haven't seen that in a long time. But the Saints offense's identity, when you've used to cross that 50, we're taking a shot right now. I mean, that used to happen all the time. The play action, Drew, Drew stepping up, letting it go. That used to happen all the time. And just later in his career, just not much. But, I mean, it's really good to see that. And I, I think hats off to Jameis. I think he just runs the Saints offense better. Uh, Taysom, he had his shot. Uh, just didn't look great with the injuries we have at tight end. Now we'll talk about that later. I think Taysom could have a better option playing there. I mean, he's due $11 million. Might as well get in the field somehow. And I mean, hats off to Jameis. This was fantastic. We didn't even mention the Saints won 23-21 and they improved to one-on-one in the preseason. Not that that really matters. It really felt like those Saints ones had this game completely blown out. I don't think um, if they stayed in that game would have been close at all. But uh, yeah, that that receiving core really impressed me. But what also impressed me was um, Tony Jones Jr. And he didn't have a fantastic game. 
But the ESPN broadcast said that Sean Payton right now has him at running back two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's fully understandable as well with what we've seen from him and what we haven't seen from other guys. You know, it's not like it's kind of one of those questions, you know, even if he wasn't going off in these games, who are you going to put in there? Latavius Murray has played this preseason, but he just has not played this preseason. Devonta Freeman, same thing. They've had their shots. And what do you do with guys that don't take their shots? I don't care if they've been in the league seven years, one year, 14 years, uh, Frank Gore, uh, mm-hmm. they don't play. They don't play at that position. It's too important. You take your shots when you have them, especially when you're going to be pairing up with Alvin Kamara, who you know is going to take his shots. Um, and, you know, without him, th- this offense changes entirely. But with him, and we saw with Mark Ingram, and even at some points um, with running backs since, having a dynamic duo to pair with Kamara's flexibility opens the entire game. And if you add deep throws to that arsenal, you know, I just feel like throwing a guy like Tony Jones Jr. in there to bust up the middle like he did at Notre Dame is a really good look in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily think that Latavius has a threat not to make the team. I, maybe if they were in more cap trouble, I would say maybe yeah. because he's, he's due $3 million, but they have $11 million and cap it's more for next year if they were worried about next year uh which they should but if they wanted to get rid of that three million next year maybe but i i think latavia still has a shot to make this team i think it's more Devonte freeman yep. maybe on the brink uh maybe even Dwayne washington i don't know if they could keep him um tony jones jr was with with the saints last year but he didn't suit up most of the games um i, I think he has a good shot to get some carries this year maybe not as a I mean, Sean Payton said himself, he's running back too. I just, it's just hard for me to imagine right off the gate. Um, but, yeah, another player I wanted to mention real quick before uh, we switched to uh, the defensive side of the ball was I was really, really looking forward to see Kevin White in this game. And the ESPN broadcast said that Sean Payton really had a vision for this kid. And, I mean, that's what he really needed he, with, with the new opportunity. And he said he kind of envisioned him as a Devery Henderson, which, which I could see work. I mean, he looked like that in, in college at West Virginia those deep shots, those deep throws, um, didn't have the best game. He maybe had the worst game out of everyone on the field. He had two targets, two drops, and two bad drops. I mean, those are balls that need to be caught 100% of the time. I'm sure I'm sure Nate could have caught that ball if, if he really wanted to. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that those have to be caught. I don't think he'll be cut right away. I mean, he'll get his opportunities next week. will be really important for him. But, yeah, they're thin at wide receiver. Um, Epson Winston Jr., I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he was doing pretty good in the kick return game. Quan Baker didn't really see a ton from him. Um, also, Jalen McCleskey, he's been injured. So if Jalen isn't going to be good for a while, um, that could be something as well. But those tight ends is something that really concerns me. And it wasn't really a concern two days ago, but now it is now. So Adam Troutman, I'm pointing up my phone right now. Uh, we all saw him get carted off. Uh, I, I, once I saw that, I was like, no, 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 please. No, this is, he was supposed to be our breakout guy. Uh, he had an MRI came back negative. Um, Nick Andre saying it's just going to be a minor injury. Should be good to go. Um, they don't know his status for regular season yet, but it's three weeks away. So good news there uh, for Adam Troutman. That's probably the best case scenario that it came back negative. Um, Nick Vanette as well. He had an MRI on his knee. We're waiting back those results. So that'd be a tough loss as well. Um, so those are two tight ends that we don't we don't know about just yet. And 
those guys are penciled in at tight end one or two, one and two. Uh, but I think this is a really good opportunity for Juwan, Juwan, Juwan Johnson, whether they're in or out for extended period of time. And I really don't think it's as big as neat as people think because they have Ethan Wolf, they have Garrett Griffin, but you also bring in Taysom Hill back to that spot. So, I mean, they have some guys, Sean Payton loves his tight ends and um, they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Last thing, last, last thing on the offensive side of the ball before we switch uh, was a really good nugget by the ESPN broadcast. Teams have been calling the Saints about Ian Book. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, he's shown a lot in, in camp this year, but he didn't even play a snap, and there was tons of talk about him. So would would you deal Ian Book? I mean, I, I, I'm saying no, but I, it's interesting the Saints, the teams even called the Saints. It's tough because that's the kind of guy, you know, if there is potential there, he very much fits the mold that Sean Payton would love to use. Um, And we know he's certainly not against stacking that QB room with two, three, four guys hanging around the team at once. Now, granted to keep him, you're going to have to keep him on the roster. Um, Otherwise teams are going to claim him for sure. It's not going to be one of those in and out of the clubhouse kinds of guys. Um, As far as it goes, it depends on what you could get out of it. Um, but I just can't see it being much, you know, a late pick, something like that. And, you know, something that is more than what you gave up to get him, obviously, but it's still not going to be great. I know there was interest in him anyway, you know, before the season started and, and such like that. But I just can't see a team giving up much for a guy that hasn't really even played this preseason yet. Now, as we move into the last, this third and final last game, I wouldn't be surprised if Ian Book plays three quarters. Yeah. I, I just don't see why you don't play Taysom Hill the first quarter and Ian Book the last three. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't think Jameis should see the field, uh, but that's me as a Jameis homer, I guess. <laughs> so uh, maybe you split half and half in the first quarter, you know, a couple drives. But um, really, I, I just, with the Saints injury history and where they sit right now, I don't see why almost any first teamer is on that field. Uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday I believe it's Saturday against Arizona mm-hmm. um, so as far as dealing book you know it depends obviously everybody has a price uh, except maybe Drew Brees didn't have a price but uh, yeah <laughs> would you say the book is closed on that <laughs> shutting down the recording of this podcast <laughs> right now I'm gonna drive to Oregon <laughs> I'm gonna beat you up for that <laughs> well I'll reopen the book and say heck no it's not Stop. happening that trade is not <laughs> happening uh i i honestly if if i'm sean payton i pencil him in almost at the qb2 position just right. because Taysom hill will be that versatile guy and i think trevor Simeon will eventually get back on the practice squad i think it'll end up being like that so i think ian book's shown enough where uh if Jameis needs to get uh tape on his left pinky for a snap that ian book can come in and uh hand off the ball i think he's shown enough and he's shown enough positive things but uh moving on to that defense and as trevor lawrence coming back to superdome uh four career losses for him one being last week in the preseason three of his career losses have came in the superdome one against the ohio state buckeyes two against the lsu tigers and now uh of course the saints and that lsu defense and that saints defense have been two of the defenses that I've seen absolutely make Trevor Lawrence look irrelevant. He looked terrified. He was 14 for 23, 113 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But that dude was running for his life. Mm -hmm. 
And I, honestly, a lot of that, I think, comes down to the impact that that defensive line had. I think Marcus Davenport might be one of the best players in that game uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, just performance-wise. Uh, he was going against Walker Little on the offensive line and, and at the tackle spot. And Walker Little was a guy that I was a pretty big fan of coming out of college. I thought he was a little underrated. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Davenport made that man look little, if you want to throw oh. another fun for you. Um, and, you know, just coming after Trevor Lawrence, they simply had no answer for him. Um, and, you know, also Anumata Jordan both put in they're probably like, you know, seven out of 10, seven and a half out of 10 PFF mm-hmm. grade performances. Uh, pretty solid overall, I felt like. Uh, but they didn't really have the same impact. So you got to kind of give it to Davenport. He played a heck of a game, and I hope we can see that more. Yeah, that first few drives, I, it was, I was shocked what I was seeing. It yeah. was Cam Jordan going on against that right tackle, just 1v1, and there was either running back and tight end chipping Davenport every single time. And that's what I'd love to see. I mean, Davenport wasn't in getting in there every single play, but he's you you see the pressure. He's knocking back that left tackle. I mean, he's really, really progressed. And I think he'd be really good. He had that one QB hit on um what's his name? Trevor Lawrence. And it looked like it rung his bell pretty well. I was like, oh, where's the flag? And I was like, oh, I, I like it. It was a good hit. So I think that his progression has been really, really good for the Saints, and they'll have to continue. Uh, to get that better because Cam Jordan's not getting any younger. Right. Uh, and Peyton Turner hasn't seen the field yet. So right. uh, I'm really looking forward to see Peyton Turner. But Marcus Davenport has been kind of the story of the offseason just because it's never been about his talent. It's always been about his health. And it looks like he's healthy. Uh, knock on any wood you kind of have, but hopefully he can turn into the edge rusher to first that we all kind of thought he would. But all signs are kind of pointing that way. And just watching that starting defense, honestly, I mean, I, I was I was a little worried coming into the season that this defense would maybe take a step back. But I mean, I know it's I know it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They weren't very good, but it's still they had tons of talent on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it's not like they're horrible. Uh, I thought at cornerback two, I thought Paulson Adebo and Craig Crawley did a phenomenal job. I didn't see anything bad on their part. Crawley had that uh, awesome passing or, or PBU, not pass interference. Uh, so I thought, I mean, honestly, they they helped their stock. If the Saints don't bring in another corner, I think they'll be okay. I mean, I think they'll really be okay uh, with those two guys. I mean, we'll see who the starter is. But I thought the cornerbacks did a great job against Lawrence, and there really wasn't anything open all game. No, and honestly, I think a lot of that comes down as well to the job that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Williams did as well, you know, when they were in. Uh, they should both be noted as really high performers from that game. You know, it, it was almost like I, I remember a couple of plays very distinctly from the game. You know, I, I remember more broad takeaways when I watched football games, but one play is a little dump off to the running back. I don't think it was Etienne at that time. I think it was after he had come out and just absolutely swallowed up by Chauncey Gardner Johnson, <laughs> about five yards uh, from the first. And that was on third and, you know, led to a punt, led to a run back. And it's always really good to see uh, him playing at a high level. Uh, we knock on wood. We haven't really seen that many times where a dude doesn't play at a high level. Um, and talk about Marcus Williams now being a veteran, basically in this off or defense um, coming in had, didn't play a ton, but he had, from what I remember, one really good stop um, and a PBU. So you got to mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And uh, eventually in this game, the saints did get a takeaway. 
uh, one of their linebackers, Wyatt McManus. Never heard of that guy before. But I was oh. like, heck, yeah, uh, come in and make a play. I mean, that, I'm all for it. He had a great game, seven total tackles. But, yeah, Chauncey Garner was probably the best player in that defense in this game. I mean, just, just like he always is, high energy. He's, he's always on the ball. Uh, he had a great pass breakup one time and put his finger in the defender's face and then pulled it away. He's like, I forgot about the new taunting rule, and he likes his game checks now. So uh, mm -hmm. pulled that away. I thought the defensive front did a really good job. Um, I, it's, we'll talk about this in a second, but I thought Jalen Dalton did really well. He will be out for the season. Um, so now who steps up once again? I mean, obviously you won't have David on your motto. Uh, Shy Tuttle, Christian Ringo. Uh, let's see here. Who am I missing? Uh, Malcolm Roach. Malcolm Roach. Yeah, Malcolm Roach. Malcolm Roach. So I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Geno Atkins had a visit with the Seahawks today. Um, he could be a guy out there if they don't feel really confident in that room. But I think this defense is going to really carry this team. As much as I'm excited for Jameis Winston and whatnot, I think this defense will really carry how far this team can go, how far uh, can they push this offense. And moving forward, I I'm happy where they're at. I think we saw enough in this game where we can be confident. Obviously, Marshawn didn't play a ton. Uh, Kwan Alexander didn't play. Uh, let's see. Pete Warner, also a guy, did not play. It just feels like they're really, really deep on defense. So that's a, a really positive thing. So now it kind of turns to can they get healthy before the start of the season? Uh, next week we won't see a ton. I mean, this was kind of the game where we're going to see all the starters. So I, I, I was pleased with what we saw. I mean, obviously we didn't play the greatest of all teams, but you want to go out there and – beat the crap out of your opponent if they're not good. And that's really what they did. So uh, before we wrap this up, we got some news. The Saints had to cut down to 80 today, uh, and they did that already. Let's see here. So they placed Jalen Dalton on IR. It really sucks because he was playing out of his mind. He's playing really well. Uh, he tore his pec, and he did that last year. Uh, so two years in a row, he's torn his pec. So not great for him. Ethan Greenidge, one of their depth pieces at tackle, went to IR, and cornerback uh, Brian Poole, we saw him limping on the sideline. He's on IR. He'll be gone for the season, so that kind of sucks as well. Depth at cornerback, I mean, uh, the Saints brought back Natrell Jamerson. <laughs> That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, gosh. And also, the Saints waived punter Nolan Cooney and DN Marcus Willoughby. So, if this punter battle was ever a battle in itself, um, Blake Gillikin kind of destroyed that. He yeah. had a great, great punt. Uh, but the quarterback battle and the punter battle is all but settled for me. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think <laughs> uh, that's basically what we're looking at uh, is it's that time of year for cuts. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have to go. And it's a good thing when you're cutting guys you like, because if you're not, uh, mm -hmm. you're keeping guys that you're okay with. And that's never a good sign. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. The Saints defeated Jacksonville Jaguars in the first game in the Dome. In the first game of the Caesar Superdome, the Saints are undefeated, never lost in it. They defeat the Jaguars 23-21. Again, we appreciate you guys' support. I'm Brennan. He's Nate. We'll catch you guys here next week. Who dat? Bye. Let's go!